be seated. This time, Miss Barbara going to bring our special. I get to be their choir director. They're so good. I got to talk just a minute because, well, you know, <clears throat> that was good. God is so faithful. <sighs> I told the preacher last night, I get so tired of practicing all week long on this home scene. Get up here and blubber like a baby. <laughs> well, I blubber at home too, if you want to know. <sighs> I'll never forget walking into my mother's house the night my dad died. And my mother met me at the door. And these were her words. We got a great big God that can get us through anything. And when Richie passed away, she came and she said, Barbara, that great big God that got us through before will get you through. This week as I sat in her living room and we were talking, she said, God has been so good to me. Even through the dementia and all that she's going through, she still has time to praise her Lord. I praise God for that. She's been an example to me all my life. The one thing that I was afraid of when Richie died, I had an 11-year-old boy that worshipped his father. They did everything, everything together. My one prayer was, God, don't let him be bitter. Don't let him... Don't let him say, God, why did you take my daddy? But just thank you, God, for giving me a, a daddy that cared about me to show me Jesus. One of my biggest sins in my life, I'm going, I'm going to confess. <laughs> One of my biggest sins is worrying. I don't know when I do. God's been faithful. He's brought me through so much. Somebody said, if you got time to worry, you got time to pray. I believe it. <laughs> if you're here today and you're going through some trials, God is faithful. He can bring you through anything. Can't see nothing. I don't know why I'm wearing glasses. Worried about tomorrow and what the future holds. 
Your mind is filled with questions as you face the unknown. You spent so many sleepless nights trying to work it out. Worry has consumed your faith with all its fear and doubt. But worryings where faith begins when you put it in God's hands and leave it there. Oh, just leave it there. He's still in control, so trust in Him and take a hold of faith again. Worry ends where faith begins. Why should we ever worry? Why should we fret at all? When worry only hinders the mighty hand of God, He says it is impossible to please Him without faith. So lay aside your worry, walk on in Jesus' name. For worry ends where faith begins. When you put it in God's hands and leave it there, oh, just leave it there. He's still in control, so trust in Him. Take a hold of faith again, for worry ends where faith begins. He's still in control, so trust in Him. Take a hold of faith again, for worry ends where faith begins. Worry ends where faith If you have your Bibles, open it, turn it anywhere you want to turn it, because it's all good. It's all good. Glory. Whoa, man. Luke chapter 2. Isn't God good? Can't hardly see straight this morning. I could shout him all over this place. What a mighty God we serve. What a faithful Savior that we have. I tell people all the time, they say, Preacher, how are you? I say, well, it's better than I deserved. If I had it the way I deserved it, I'd be in tears because of misery. These tears I have today is not because of misery. They're tears of joy. Rejoicing. I don't know what I'm going to do now. I'm just going to put it in the Lord's hands. 
Luke chapter 2. In verse 41, y'all stand, y'all know, y'all come on. Y'all got to help me now. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, and when he was 12 years old, they went to Jerusalem after their custom of the feast, and when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. Help me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to preach to you this morning, forgetting the important things. Forgetting the important things. I could have called this message a lot of things. There's a lot of reasons why the important things go by the wayside. There's a lot of reasons why we don't take care of the important things. Simply because sometimes we forget the important things. Sometimes we reject the important things. Sometimes we just simply deny the important things. Sometimes we put off the important things. What do we always say? Oh, I'll have time to handle that. Sometimes we intend to do the important things. You ever heard that saying, great intentions paved the, paved the road to hell? I intended to. I meant to. I wanted to. I forgot to. I think if we were honest with ourselves in verse 44 sums up our problems most of the time, whether we're saved or we're lost. Mary and Joseph had been entrusted to take care of the Son of God and they failed. They failed the Lord. They failed. The Bible says, but they supposing Him to have been in the company, supposing got Him in trouble, they supposed Jesus was there. The word supposed in the Greek means to assume. They assumed He was there. They were having fun. They were going through their routine and they just supposed that Jesus was there. Oh, assuming can get us in trouble today. There's going to be a lot of people that leave this earth today and walk into a devil's hell assuming, supposing that they were going to go to heaven. There's going to be people that leave this old earth behind today thinking that they're going to walk into glory land just to see the pits of hell. Because they supposed. They assumed. There's people sitting here today that think they have it all together. Because they suppose that they were saved. They suppose that works is good enough. Y'all suppose that that water of that baptistry is going to do something for you. If you assume that water's going to do something for you, you're going to bust hell wide open. If you assume your work is going to get you to heaven, you're going to go to hell. If you assume that you can do enough to ever please the, the wrath of an almighty God, you assumed wrong. 
It's the finished work of Jesus of why we can go to heaven today. It's not based on what I did or what I can do, but bless God, it's based on what Jesus has already done at Calvary for us. Don't you assume nothing today. Don't you suppose anything. Well, I thought I had it all handled. I assumed. I wonder how many lost here today assumed that everything's right. But truth be told, if Jesus stepped out today on them clouds, you know and God knows that it's not right. Don't you assume anymore you get saved right here, right now, this morning. I wonder how many saved people are sitting here supposing that everything's good. Mary and Joseph were saved. They had been entrusted to handle Jesus, the Word, the bread, the water. The well of life was right there in their hands. And they left Him. They supposed He was there. They supposed He was there the whole time, but He wasn't. May I tell you, child of God, supposing can get us in trouble. And I want to get, make this clear and I want to make this plain today. That if Jesus is not with you, it's not His fault, it's yours. I want to remind you, the Bible said, And the Lord, and thus saith the Lord, He it is doth go before thee, He will be with thee, He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be thou dismayed. I want you to understand that Jesus will never leave us, nor forsake us. Mary and Joseph left Jesus, Jesus did not leave him. I want you to know that it's us that walks away from the Lord. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can pluck us out of the hand of God. I want you to know that kicking and screaming and all that you can do cannot push you and push God away from you. But I want you to know you can go away from God. And you can run from God. And it's amazing how we can get in our little world assuming everything's okay. But at the heart of it all, it's not. I'll tell you what they forgot. Number one, they forgot their relationship. In verse 41, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. They didn't forget their religion, did they? They didn't forget to go to Jerusalem every year. They didn't forget to go down there and fulfill the Old Testament law. And let me tell you, all that stuff was good. They went down there and they did exactly what God commanded them to do. They went down there and they fulfilled their ceremonies. They fulfilled their, uh, all of their acts and all of these things. And boy, they got in that company going home and oh, they felt good. Oh, they just been to Jerusalem and they just fulfilled the Old Testament. They just did the law and oh, they were excited and they went through the motions of religion and they went through the motions of going through what God tells us to do. But in the midst of it all, they were so busy fulfilling their religious duty that they forgot about their relationship with Jesus Christ. Could it be today that we can get so caught up in our religious activity that we lose sight of our relationship with Jesus Christ? You say, what's more important, your relationship or your religion? I'll take my relationship with Jesus all day, every day. You cast missionary Baptists out. You cast Methodists out. You cast everything you want to cast out. But you better not cast out Jesus. Let me tell you something. Catholicism isn't going to get you to heaven. 
Being a Methodist isn't going to get you to heaven. Being a Presbyterian isn't going to get you to heaven. Being a missionary Baptist is not going to get you to heaven. You can go through all the religious acts you want to, and you go through all of the things that we're supposed to as spiritual robots, and we go through it, and boy, we feel good, assuming that he's there. But he's really not there. Because they got more caught up on their religion than they did their relationship. Who cares about your attendance? At the, it don't matter if you're here all the time. Had an old man tell me, he said, I got perfect attendance at the church house. I said, that's good. Are you going to heaven? And boy, he that jaw just dropped. Told a man the other day, it doesn't matter where your church membership is. I don't care where you go to church, but I sure care where you spend eternity. I'm telling you, our relationship with Jesus ought to be above our religious activity. Yes, hey, I praise the Lord for this church. I praise the Lord for all of our ministries. But don't you let it come between you and your relationship with Jesus. And coming up here, going through the routine like spiritual robots, it's not enough. We've got to remember our relationship with Jesus is number one. They were shouting in the company. Oh, we just fulfilled everything God told us to do. But they left Jesus behind. I don't know about you, but I pray Promised Land Church would never leave Jesus behind. But I pray Promised Land would be behind Jesus all the time. Amen. I pray that we let Jesus lead us and guide us here. Oh, they forgot their relationship, but they also forgot their responsibility. God gave them one responsibility. Take care of my boy. And they messed up. They left Jesus. Mamas, could you imagine leaving your kids? My parents left me at church one time. <laughs> I've left mine before, and it's not funny. <laughs> But it was at church. That's a good place to leave them. And that's where they left Jesus, there at the temple. But they were so called up in all of their religious activity and their responsibility to the law of God that they failed to fulfill the responsibility that God gave them. You keep up with Jesus. You take care of my son and you walk with him every single day. He gave them the responsibility to take care of Jesus and walk with Him every day. May I tell you that God has given us that same responsibility to walk with Jesus every single day. But they were so caught up in the busyness of the world. I'm telling you, we're busy on top of busy upon busy. So busy sometimes that we can't even fulfill the responsibilities that we've committed ourselves to to the Lord. May I tell you that you have a responsibility to God to walk with Jesus every single day. But they failed. And we fail every day. I'm the chiefest of sinners. And I mess up every single day. And I get so caught up in doing this and doing this and doing this that I forgot what my Heavenly Father told me to do. And I stay committed to Jesus first. To follow Him first. Well, churches are doing this. Who cares? Well, religion's telling me to do this and this and this. Our relationship with Jesus must be first. And our commitment level to Him should be first. Our commitment to Jesus should be above everything. Our commitment to Jesus should be above our commitment to our family. You say, preacher, 
You're telling me to put my kids before God? You better. If it wasn't for God, you wouldn't have those kids. If it wasn't for God, you'd be a nervous wreck. Amen? You'd have your hair pulled out by the time they're 12. Kaylin's 10 years old and I'm ready to kill her already. I need the Lord. And I better put Him first. You better put Him first. Above our kids. Above our spouse. I'm telling you, if Lacey's going to stay married to me, she better stay on her knees. Amen? If we want to keep on going and enjoying these relationships God gives us, we better keep our responsibility to Him first. Amen. Well, I got a responsibility to my family, but you got a responsibility to God too. You got a responsibility to God. You're the one that accepted that salvation. You're the one said, I want to be saved. You're the one that invited Him into your heart. You've got a responsibility to fulfill. But they forgot. Got so busy. They lost the Son of God. <laughs> they come running back. Could you imagine my mama would whoop me? Whoo! If I wouldn't... They went several days. They were so caught up, they went days. Here she come walking back in the temple. Could you imagine Mary mattering a wet hen? And she's coming in. Oh, I'm fixing to get him. Oh, I'm fixing to get him. Now let me tell you something. She knew who this was. If anybody knew who Jesus was, it was Mary and Joseph. And she walked in there. Notice verse 48. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold thy father, and I have sought thee sorrowing. <laughs> and he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? Let me tell you something, that didn't work with my mama. <laughs> she would have slapped me. But let me tell you something. Jesus didn't mess up. Mary messed up. And when he said these words, I believe it pricked her heart. And she knew, she knew that it wasn't Jesus that messed up. It was her. Because the Bible said that they turned back. When they went a couple of days journey, they turned back. Jesus was right where they left Him. He never went anywhere. They're the ones that went somewhere. We're the ones that go somewhere. Jesus is still there. And they went back. May I tell you, we need to go back. And we need to go back where we left Him because He's right there waiting on us. I like this. How is it that you sought me? <laughs> God's been seeking Mary her whole life. Jesus said, I'm right here. Jesus knew they left. He knew when they were coming back. He knew it all. He knew her heart. He knew the heart of his own mama. He knew the heart of his own daddy. And he knew. And they come back. And he knew. Oh, could you imagine the conviction, the crying. Oh, goodness, I left my baby. But I left the Son of God. And he said, you seek me. I've been right here the whole time. Friend, Jesus is right there the whole time. Don't you know I'm to be about my father's business? Miss V, if I told my mama something like that, she would have popped me. But she knew who she was dealing with. She was dealing with the Son of God. And it pricked within her heart of who this was. 
It wasn't Jesus that messed up, it was them. The Bible said that they went back and they got him. And they went back to their land. There was rejoicing that day when they found Jesus. They went back and they got him. And they took him home with them. The next 17, 18 years are dark. We don't know anything about the life of Jesus. You think they're glad they went back and got him? Nobody is allowed, has been allowed to look behind that curtain. But Mary and Joseph. The next 17, 18 years, they're fixing to commune with the Son of the living God. And all their life is going to be changed forevermore. And all the things that they must have heard and the things that they must have seen. But if they had never gone back and got them, they would have missed it. They would have missed it if they hadn't have gone back and got him and took him to the house with him. My friend, he doesn't need to just be here. He needs to be at the house with us. He needs to be at the home house, the school house, the court house. We need to take Jesus home with us. And when you get him to the house, you get ready to fellowship and commune. 17, 18 years, they just stood in awe. They got to raise the Lamb of God. And all the stories that that woman and that man could tell, all the things that they experienced, they knew, they seen, they experienced that this was the Christ, the Anointed One, the Son of God. Right there, the Great I Am was in their home. The bright and morning star. The Alpha and Omega. In 17, 18 years, they got to enjoy the fellowship of Jesus. All because they went back and they got Him. People, He's right where you left Him. You go back and get Him and you take Him home with you. Lost person, don't you assume anymore. Don't you assume that you're saved. Don't you assume that you're going to go to heaven. Y'all get ready for an invitation. Don't y'all assume anything. Don't you assume nothing. You get confidence. You get boldness in your relationship with Jesus. Child of God, where'd you leave Him at? Where'd you leave Him? Go back and get Him. He's waiting for you. He knows you're gone and you do too. And He knows He's, you know He's convicting you. These altars are going to be open. I want you to come and just fall down before the Lord. Go back to where you left Him. Say, Lord, here I am. All the things those people got to experience just because they went back. Child of God, go back this morning. Get Him and take Him home. Lost person, be saved. Be saved. Be saved today. Well, I got baptized. That's not going to help you. I've, got, I've done enough good. No, you haven't. Your works don't impress God. But the works of Jesus does. Have you ever been saved? If you died right now and you would go to hell, I want you to come running out of that pew right now. I want you to come grab me and say, Preacher, I need to be saved. Don't you wait anymore. You come on if you need to be saved. God's in this place and He's working this morning.